Welcome to Episode 7 of the Ashley Lay Real Estate Podcast, where we provide vision and value to various areas of real estate to consumers. Take a moment and hit that like button and ring the bell to subscribe. On today's podcast, listing specialist Heidi Christie joins Ashley to talk about adding value to your home in a seller's market. Hi, guys. Welcome to our seventh podcast for Ashley Lay Real Estate. Today, October 12th, I have with me Heidi Christie, and she just disappeared. There she is again. <laughs> technical, technical difficulties. Welcome, welcome, Heidi. Thank you. Glad to be here. Uh, <laughs> today, uh, we want to come and chat with you guys about how to sell your home quickly. Um, we are seeing an unprecedented market right now where we have the lowest amount of homes that I've seen for sale in the 16 years that I've been in real estate. Um, we were doing some statistics the other day and it said it's on a 10 year downward trend and we are um, just, it is, it is just very difficult for buyers to find inventory. Um, one of the things that we are doing is we have a very, um, very cool marketing uh, program where we keep your home on the market live for five days and we call that seasoning on the market. And our goal is to get you after five days to get you um, the most money, um, potentially a cash offer, uh, and to be able to negotiate away as many of the um, considerations and concessions as we can. Um, now, the reason we're coming to you today is we want to talk to you about what do we do to get that home sold quickly and to get that potentially cash uh, offer to drive the most people to your home etc. And, and those are all done um, ahead of time by getting ready. Right, Heidi? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, if you don't have those things completed prior to going on the market, you're missing just valuable days on market where you could have an awesome first impression. Yes. And we've got, so we have a marketing director, Jeff. We all love Jeff. And Jeff puts together um, such a great package that we push to the public. That's called our social media launch on Wednesday. And at that point, um, we will be putting out at a lot of internet ads on sites like LinkedIn and um, Facebook and Instagram to promote your property um, and the open house that's happening that weekend, your first weekend on the market. And we want to send people there in droves. And guess what, folks? People are looking at those photos to make a decision on coming to that open house or not, right, Heidi? <laughs> Yep, primarily. I mean, the National Association of Realtors stats says 97% of people start looking online first. So all they have to go off of is those pictures. And you don't ever get a second chance to make a first impression. Mm -mm. No, yeah. you don't. We hear so often we walk in homes and people say, well, let's just push the price a little higher first. And I really don't want to do any work because I've heard it's a great market. And I just think that if I have to come down, I'll come down. But Tell us why that's not the best, best train of thought, Heidi. Well, uh, Ashley, as you know, buyers make the worst contractors. <laughs> so uh, a lot of times buyers have no reference for, especially if they're a first time home buyer, what it will actually cost them to maybe repaint a couple of bedrooms or replace that old carpet. And so what they're doing is if they're, pre-approved for a certain amount and they go into your home and you've already priced it with that uh, work in consideration, they're still going to mentally deduct from that price and then still try to get those repairs done. 
Right, right. And our goal is truly to get that seller um, the very best offer possible. And if people go in and they start nitpicking and seeing those things, um, we're not, we're not going to accomplish that, right? Right. I mean, instead of getting uh, multiple buyers who might be uh, bidding above because your home is moving ready and there's nothing they'll have to do, now you might have uh, buyers offering you lower offers. And that certainly doesn't encourage the climate that we'd like, considering the lack of inventory we're experiencing right now. That's right. That's right. And um, I'd like to maybe go through, we've got a, a few lists that we've written up. And so maybe talk about each area of the home and what people can be doing. And hey, don't wait to call Heidi and I and Amy, our listing specialist, when you are ready to list because, or when you are thinking about listing is what I'm trying to say. Because this list we're going to go through, we can really help you fine tune it and, and make sure that you know what's going to bring you the most bang for your buck. Um, because we've walked in and people have maybe um, painted or done that really cool finish on the epoxy on their garage floor. And while it looks really cool, um, it might not help you get the most money. Um, kitchen and, and bathroom uh, updates really are huge. Painting is huge. So we'll talk to you about that as we go through kind of each one. So the first thing I want to talk about is when you walk up to the house, when you drive up, it's all about curb appeal. And we, um, as from the buy side may never get a phone call to show your home because the buyers may already be driving by it before they ever contact us and are not impressed by what they see. So tell us a little bit, Heidi, about what's important about that curb appeal. Absolutely. So um, what I think we often make the mistake of uh, as sellers is we think that buyers think like we do. And I think what we have to do is put ourselves back in the shoes of where we were at when we were first looking for a home and, and go, what feeling were we hoping for when we walked through that, that front door, when we drove up to the property? And what we're trying to do is get that same emotion to be, you know, to rise up in buyers when they pull up to our property. So think of when you are just driving through a neighborhood. If you can think of that one house that always has the golf course lawn and the perfect manicured garden beds, every time I drive in one by one of those houses, I go, oh my gosh, I'd love to own that home. Like I haven't even seen the inside and I'm already like, oh man, if this is what the outside looks like, I bet the inside is just as beautiful. I'm gonna, I wanna buy that house. Uh, and when I drive by a house and they've got, you know, old paint cans and boxes and ladders and you know the the lawn hasn't been load, mowed in three weeks and there's you know you can tell there was a bat, a flower bed there but you know it's not been kept up and it's just overgrown with weeds i think ooh, i don't even want to go look in that house and yeah. truth be told ashley that house might be cuter on the inside than the other one but i don't even want to go look at it you're right and so many people just drive on by when they see that right I mean, and I love telling sellers it's, there's, it's just the little things that go so far, like right now. Um, yeah. So maybe your beds aren't all blooming because it's October, but it's October. So yeah. hang a cute Halloween flag or a cute fall, better yet a fall flag, put out pumpkins, yep. put out hay bales and put out things that signify fall and make everybody go, Oh, I love this time of year. And when they drive up, your home is welcoming and it's got this cute little mat that's all about the season. And everybody just feels, you know, when they walk up, they feel great. And then when they get to the front door, don't forget your front door. Always yeah. put fresh paint on your front door. 
um, if it's if it needs it because that again that don't get a second chance to make a first impression if your hardware is hard to work if your keys are hard to turn um, if the yeah, door um, right if it's rusty it's loose yeah that's an impression that the home hasn't been taken care of and you can't change that I mean right. it's literally their first impression right mm -hmm. absolutely and even things that I think we overlook as homeowners when you've lived in the home every day sometimes especially if it's like your front porch area a lot of people especially if you've got a garage or a carport you don't come through the front door every day so it'd be a great idea if you're thinking you might want to list your home in the next few months you know, walk in like you're a buyer for the first time look at your shutters are they faded um are they falling off do you have spots um on does your house need to be pressure washed you know does the sidewalk need to be pressure washed do you have weeds coming up through the cracks in your cement things like that um that would i think sometimes if we put ourselves in the shoes of a buyer we go oh like this could just use a little tlc and that's not necessarily big stuff actually you know you could take a weekend and knock all of that out but it makes such a big difference for that first it really impression is. and you know i think that literally the the largest majority of our sellers um you know i don't know 60 70 percent might say oh that's not a big deal in this market you just told us at the beginning of this podcast that the inventory is super low but we're talking about the difference between if your house is listed at two hundred thousand, selling it for i don't know one hundred and ninety five thousand, hundred ninety eight thousand, or spending a weekend and taking care of that stuff and then bam $210,000 offer, $215,000 offer, $212,000 offer. And your, your over list price by 5%, maybe 10. And that's what we're looking for. That's why these, all these things we're going to talk about here are so important. Even yeah. though there, there are a lot of little things, but all those little things add up to thousands of dollars, right? Absolutely. I, I had a house in Kernersville a couple months ago and, um, it was beautiful on the outside and on the inside and people felt like it was truly move-in ready and we listed at the top of the market as far as what the comps had sold for and they got twenty thousand dollars over that and um i think that that would not have happened i know that that would not have happened if they hadn't you know had everything on the outside and the inside just as pristine as it was yeah and um you know, the leaves are falling right now. So mm -hmm. hop on your mower, drive through your yard and, and kind of get rid of the leaves or blow them, whatever, whatever works best for you. Um, now's a good time to trim your plants, your bushes, get them all trimmed back under the yeah. windows because um, we often, I'll get back pictures or, or Heidi will from, for a listing and the, the, something we might not notice while right at the house, but then we're looking at it from the eye of a buyer and there's our photos. And there's the bushes covering up two thirds of the windows, right? Or the trees. And you're like, oh. yeah. <laughs> that does happen. And at this time of year too, you know, finally some of the spiders are starting to die. So some of those yucky cobwebs that are everywhere, go out with a broom, knock some of those down. That can make a big difference. Yeah, those are too. not really cool um, decorations, even though it's almost Halloween. Let's get rid of the cobwebs. And I guess kind of the last thing, yeah, the last thing um, outside I'll mention is the, the deck. Don't forget your deck. Um, you know, you can refinish your deck in a weekend also, the very least pressure wash it and get, get all the mildew off and make it, make it look great. You know, that is a huge thing that we shouldn't overlook because especially y'all, we got to think about the climate with 
this yucky virus, a lot of people have been thinking about entertainment at home and what they can do at home because maybe they're not comfortable going out. So more than ever, those outdoor spaces um, are valuable to people. So if you have a deck, make sure it's in top shape. Uh, there's some yucky boards that need to be replaced. You might have a little bit of difficulty finding wood right now. Um, but try to replace the rotten boards, things that you know might come up on an inspection. Just go ahead and take care of that uh, ahead of time and it can really make a big difference for the price you get on a home. Yeah, and I think even though I said it was the last thing, I thought of one more thing while you were talking, but you know, <laughs> um, if they've got like a little fire pit or um, just a swing area in the backyard or a little seating area set up, don't forget those places and spruce them up. Like go clean off your chairs, put down bright colored pillows, make it yes. inviting. It back to what Heidi said, people are entertaining at home. When they walk up and they see that inviting space, they walk onto your front porch and you've got rocking chairs and you've got fresh pillows on them. It just makes you want to sit down and enjoy the fall weather and the fall decor you've got sitting out. It's inviting and it's immediately, as Heidi said, that emotional attachment to the house and you're you're starting off on the right foot versus them walking up and noticing all the things they have to fix right 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 and think of this too if you start the buyer off in a positive mindset now we're setting the tone for their showing and viewing throughout the rest of the home if they start in that negative space it can be difficult to get them to switch back into a positive mindset and the same is true vice versa yeah, I've seen that happen over and over. You're showing a property and they've made up their mind before they walk in the front door and you're like, ah, you know, it's a great house. This can be fixed. So, but okay. So we open the front door and then, um, what's the wrong impression, Heidi, when we open the front door? Oh, well, well, let's see. There's, you know, you're just through your senses. We have what we can see. We have what we can smell. We have what we can hear. Those are the three things that we can really control as sellers when somebody, a buyer opens the front door, right? You can't really, I mean, unless you're sitting there giving them cookies, there's really not what you can control that sense. But um, yeah, you're, what you can smell, see, I mean, not really touch so much, especially in COVID, but, and what you hear, those are the impressions that you have the control over as a seller. You know, I've just so many times I've unlocked the front door, we've walked in, and all you notice is their stuff. It's either the smell stuff. Let's talk about the stuff and decluttering <laughs> first, right? Yeah. Um, people don't, your, your stuff doesn't sell the house, does it, Heidi? <laughs> Not normally, I'll say not normally. Uh, there's been the rare time where somebody falls in love with the decorations, but that's that's not the norm. Uh, normally we want the house to sell itself um, because you don't want buyers to walk through it the final walks through and that go, oh, I don't like it anymore than all your <laughs> Well, you know, I think that it's funny because a lot of the, um, we get, we sell all kinds of homes. Um, and I just, I identify with this one because it's the age that I am. So we get a lot of downsizers and we've raised our children in those homes and we've collected and accumulated a lot of things that um, hold value and meaning to us personally, but they don't hold value and meaning to the person looking to purchase that home. So you back to having to look at that house through fresh eyes and maybe bring in the professional to tell you what should stay and what should go. Because then you've got the buyers that are Heidi's age that are coming through and um, 
you know, the norm for that buyer is they like things streamlined and less stuff. And um, they like things to look very sparse. And, and my generation tends to have a lot of knickknacks sitting out and a lot of um, Southern living at home on the walls and Ivy hanging and all of that. And, and you really need that fresh perspective of Heidi to tell you, you know, where, where you should consider making some changes. And often that means bringing in the professional. We did a whole podcast on, on staging as well, right? That's a great one to go listen to. So sometimes bringing in a professional stager is necessary. Um, a lot of times it isn't. Um, so my goal, of course, is to maximize your return on investment. So uh, if I feel like that's going to be the way to get you the most return, I will refer you to a professional stager. Um, However, there are a lot of little tricks of the trade that you can do. Um, one, if you are already getting into the mindset of packing up personal photos, personal memorabilia, that type of stuff, before you put your home on the market, you as a seller are, are starting to emotionally detach yourself from the home, which is a bit of a grieving process. It's also necessary because you're going to be moving on, right? Um, so, I mean, Ashley, you can speak to this more than I can because you downsized a few years ago um, and that was an emotional process for you. Um, but would you not agree that it was easier for you when you got an offer because you'd already done some of that work to emotionally detach prior to putting your home on the market? It's That's so funny you say that, Heidi. Uh, my husband and I worked uh, for, gosh, I think we started in the fall of 16 and we finally were ready for the market in the summer of 17. Um, but that became, we literally, because we had lived there for 17 or 18 years, we had to make ourselves lists of things to do every day. Um, or it was so overwhelming. And, and I can promise you, some of you are listening to this and you're feeling that way. You're like, I would love to have less house to take care of, but I'm so overwhelmed by my stuff that I don't know where to start. So literally Kevin and I, because here I am a real estate agent, but yeah, we had to go into every, like tonight, we're going to attack the upstairs closet on the right and we're going to work on it for an hour. And if it's not done tonight, tomorrow night, we're going to work on it for an hour. And that's literally how we got through our house. Um, and it was so helpful, Heidi, back to your point, to have completely cleaned it out to have packed away all the things that meant something to me to take to the next home and to have gotten rid of, it was just like a weight being lifted off my shoulders to be able to pull up. We, we ordered a dumpster. It was about 250 or $80, something to that effect. Um, and let a lot of stuff just go through the window into the dumpster. Um, and we had a whole pile, we had a whole pile of, of the things that we were giving away to, um, to Goodwill and, and what have you. Um, so it, it is, it is harder. I would, I would assume I didn't do it. If you still have all those, um, all those things that make you walk in the house and know your home, those pictures, those knickknacks, those just the things that remind you of all the years you spent with your family in this home. That's the part you need to go ahead and pack away. Yeah, that, and, and I think too, to the point of, you know, from a selling perspective, because we're talking about emotions, because, you know, we're, 
we're human beings, right? We have to handle that aspect. But from the, the selling the, the real estate part, uh, when a buyer comes through a home, our goal is that they can visualize themselves living in your home, that we can evoke that emotional connection uh, with your home um, so that they can picture themselves, you know, enjoying Thanksgiving dinner in that dining room so that we can help them, you know, picture giving their you know, kids, if they have them, baths in that, that hall bathroom. Um, things like that, where if you walk in and you see all these personal photos, you almost feel like you're intruding, don't you, Ashley? Yeah, you're in another family space. Mm -hmm. And what we're all about is making it inviting, yet depersonalizing it, right? right. So that it's a right. canvas. And they, they walk in and they see the neutral gray paint on the wall and the, the nice furnishings. And then they picture their life beginning there, right? Or their life continuing there. Um, mm -hmm. Because life is a journey. And, and this is where their journey is. <laughs> this is where their journey is going to continue, right? right. And, and if, it's, if it is completely personalized and it looks just like, you know, you decided today to put your house on the market and didn't do anything differently, um, they do feel that sense of intrusion. You're intruding on someone's life, you know. And, and I've actually seen people scurry through the house because they feel like, you know, oh, it looks old dinner sitting there ready to be put out. Um, yeah. We need to hurry and get out. Yeah. Yeah. And then you might miss that opportunity to form that connection. And as, as horrible as it sounds, you know, that emotional connection is often what pulls buyers to make those really strong offers. You know, it's always, it, we, we don't want to say, well, it's not, it's not your house, but it is, it is kind of your house and it's also the emotion that it evokes in other people. So um, I know that's not exactly quantifiable, but we can guarantee you removing some of that personal stuff helps with that. Yeah. Um, so we've gotten, let's say we've, we've removed all our personal items and we've, we've um, gotten rid of some of the old furniture that was worn out and tired and we've thrown it in the dumpster and it's gone and now it's kind of sparse in there. And we look around yeah. and all of a sudden we look around and we realize, oh wow, now you see every nick and crack and mark <laughs> and, um, um, you know, kids, what do you call it? Nerf guns. That was what my kids were famous for. Every time a Nerf guns hit a wall and go, you know, yep. it's, it's all over and you notice it's a what yep. <laughs> we need to call our painters, right? <laughs> yep, yep. Um, or call your friends and have a painting party if they're good painting. Because I will okay. say, actually, a bad paint job is almost worse than just leaving it, is. it out. It um, is. Ooh, tape is. If you're going to paint, make sure you tape. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing to me. That is something that, you know, I've personally sold over 200 homes now. And I will say that I've had. This was a horrible situation, but there was this, there was a time, Ashley, it was, it was a year or two ago where uh, I was representing this seller and they had just kind of like what we described, really cute taste and style and decor. Then the final walkthrough happened the morning of closing and the buyers realized that the whole house needed to be repainted. There were some nicks in the floor that the furniture had, you know, not hidden, but they weren't obvious and the buyer walked because of that for that warning of closing. So, um, I, people it's, it's difficult to wrap your mind around the fact that somebody might walk away from an entire house and an entire property over paint. Um, it happens. 
I mean, just think, Ashley, you know, have you, have you walked into a home or seen a home online and, and it's got neon, the neon paint colors, and you just go, ooh, it's hard to notice anything else. It's hard to... I, I actually, that's funny you say that. There was an acquaintance of mine that um, didn't call us to sell her home, and I, I know it's still for sale. Um, it is, it, it was listed initially for sale by owner, and uh, it's a beautiful home, but there are a lot of colors and I really wanted to give her my advice, but you know, she's not asked me for my advice. So, but that's yeah. it's so important. Um, I mean, because you're a Carolina fan and you've got Carolina paint or you're a state fan and you've got bright red paint or, you know, you're a Panthers fan and you've got the whole Panthers room. What if the buyer that loves your house walks in and absolutely despises one of those teams because they yeah. love it, a competing team and they, it just puts a sour taste in their mouth and they don't buy your house because of it. So that's another example. But the, but you know, there was a, there was a time in, in the last few years that red paint in a dining room was the thing. Yep. And um, yep. I was just trying to think of some examples. And a lot of times people will paint their children's bedrooms purple or pink right. or, you know, um, orange and black for North Davidson here in this area. Mm -hmm. um, and you've got to consider that that's not for everybody everybody that they can't, everyone can't relate to those specific colors that meant something to you. So your very best bet is to neutralize, 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 right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, and it doesn't have to be gray. I've heard so many people say, I just hate gray. I can't do it. <laughs> you don't have to paint your whole house gray. Okay. I will say that, but just think too, when you're watching HGTV and you see those remodels, I mean, 75% of the time, most of what they do is paint. So that can just change the entire feel of a room. If you've got a small room and it's painted a really dark color, it's going to feel even smaller. If you've not got tall ceilings, sometimes doing that two-tone paint above and under that chair rail makes that room look even shorter. So thinking about your space and what you have to offer, you might need to neutralize, lighten up, be a little more accessible um, to uh, everyone else and what they would like so that you can get those multiple buyers. Because if you have a specialized home, you're going to be catering to a specialized buyer. And so the, the wider we can make that buyer pool for you, the, the more likely you are to get multiple offers in this market. Right. And you know, my advice to you, if you're sitting there listening to this and you're agreeing with what Heidi just said, and you're like, but I hate gray. Just remember, you're not the buyer anymore. You're the, and you're not the home. You are, you still own the home, but you're not going to be living there. You right. are getting it ready for the next person. And even though you may, may really detest gray because it's boring or beige because it's boring um, and you like all your color, keep in mind that, that those are the th specialty things about yourself. Those are your unique characteristics. And we have to hit a much wider buyer pool. And by yep. neutralizing, even if you don't like it, remember, you can go in and you can go back in. And let's say you've put gray on the walls and you've got a dark gray um, couch, you can go in now and you can add pops of color. You can, you can choose an accent color that you're going to throw a throw rug, or, I mean a throw uh, afghan or something over one of the chairs and then put that same color as pillows in the couch. You know, you can bring in your color, just don't do it on the walls. <laughs> 
Exactly. And yeah, there's, like you said, there's throw pillows, there's so many fun ways that you can make it fun. Um, but when you move that goes with you and, and that's, that's exactly, that's exactly the point is that you want the things that remain to be accessible to as many buyers as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So back to what I said, when we walk in the front door, this yep. is the worst. This is so the worst. <laughs> I think I know where this is going. <laughs> I know where this is going. Okay. You guys probably 80% of you that we're talking to are dog owners, right? Everybody loves their dogs right now. I think Heidi and I may be the only two people I know that don't own a dog. <laughs> that's just allergies. I love dogs. But yes, yeah. I love dogs too. I just travel too much. Um, so here's the thing. You become nose blind to the odors in your own home. You don't notice them. Um, so there's two things that work here. If you're going to put your home on the market and you own an animal, first bring in a friend or bring us in and let us tell you if there is anything. If that you find out there is an odor, um, the number one place that traps those odors is your, is your cloth furniture because animals tend to lay on those and then also your carpet. Um, so you've mm -hmm. got to do a very deep, deep clean with your carpet. You need to do deep cleaning on your, your furniture that they have, that they use. Um, and you need to clean your house, um, probably um, the best clean that you've done ever. Um, and then you need to stay on it, on your floors um, and everything for the time that you're on the market. And, and back to following all this advice, if you do follow all of these things we've talked about today and you price properly, you're really upping your chances of getting that offer and getting that contract um, in five days. Who wants to clean their house 27 times? Let's clean it the, the Tuesday before we hit the market live on Wednesday. Kind of stay out of it as much as possible for five days and have it under contract. And clean it again before the home inspection and the closing and you're good. You're golden, right? I will say I've had several sellers recently like book an Airbnb in Asheville or somewhere else. And then they just take the weekend and let the house be shown. They take their pet, they take their kids and um, it's, it makes it kind of fun. And in the cases that that's happened here recently, they've come home to their house being under contract. So um, it's best to have it all done ahead of time and shorten that painful showing period than be like, Oh, well, if somebody says something about it, we'll fix it later. Just think of all the inconvenience you're going to have with every showing. If it takes longer, you're looking instead of, instead of five days, maybe two weeks or three weeks or four weeks where you kind of feel like your house isn't your own. You feel like you have to not really live in your home. Every time you leave in the morning, you make sure, you know, your clothes are put away, your drawers are shut. Uh, it's just, it's a lot of stress. It is. And for someone like, let's use my daughter, for example, she has a beautiful dog and two cats and it's a long haired dog and long haired cats. <laughs> so yep. if her house, she lives in a neighborhood where, you know, the homes are in the low 200s there and it will likely, if she was going up for sale, it would likely sell in a weekend. But if she doesn't do all of that work ahead of time, it's, she's fighting this losing battle every time they come in and people notice the, the smell of the pets. They notice the house, especially when you have pets and they don't feel, they, the smell is, even if you have cleaned and cleaned and cleaned, if you can still smell those pets, 
It's something up here in your psyche that you just go, mm, no, can't. Mm -mm. I've seen so many people walk out the front door and never walk through the house because yep. of that pet odor. So it's, yep. you're just doing yourself such a favor if you do these things in advance and we, and, and, and we can't emphasize enough pricing correctly um, to set yourself up for the multiple offers and, and going under contract right away. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's important to note too, Ashley, that um, there might be things that your dogs have chewed up in your home that you maybe didn't care about. Um, but back to that, if you're going to paint, if there's uh, edges that the dogs have chewed, molding that's been torn up, it's going to be a really good idea for you to go ahead and have that replaced when you're repainting. Um, those are small details, but they indicate to a buyer how the whole of the home has been maintained. So if they see those chewed up moldings and you know damaged walls they're not thinking oh there's just chewed molding and, and walls they're thinking what else hasn't been maintained in this yeah. home that's that's and that's key um the place we always see it is from your back porch you know your pets are on the backyard and they've done this you know and uh, they they've really done some damage to that molding at the back door so always always attack that and get that just handled before you go on the market so yeah and I guess um, the last thing we probably should should just chat about a little bit more is the cleaning and how important mm -hmm. that that is, um, because especially in this age of COVID, um, yeah, it, it matters more than anything. Um, and for people to feel that fresh, just feel that your home is clean and smell that your home <laughs> is clean and see that your home is clean when they walk in the door. Um, that is, that is the final equation in making sure that your home is, is ready. Right, Heidi? A absolutely. Um, cleanliness more than ever is really important to people. Um, and as a seller, it's, it's hopefully important to you with, with the COVID climate. I mean, if, if we're asking buyers to wear masks and remove their shoes and the agent to wear gloves when they open doors, you know, um, it's just as important for you as a seller to give that really tidy, clean impression to a buyer. Right, right. Places that people tend to forget that I always notice, um, your light uh, switches. We, people forget to clean those. And then mm -hmm. they, forget to, they forget to do it, a cleaning on their moldings, you know, where the dust has settled for years. I see that. Those are a couple things that jump out at me. What about you, Heidi? Um, I see a lot of uh, that same kind of issue with uh, the grout in between tiles. You've got old grout. Uh, you can get it steam clean. Sometimes it just needs to be redone. Um, and you'd be amazed at how more, how much more fresh your floors will look if your grout is supposed to be white and actually looks white. Like, whoa, that, that's like a whole new kitchen floor. Well, it does. Floor. It gives this, it gives this impression of, fresh, whether that means new or that means clean, it's just yeah. fresh. And when you pull back a shower curtain, oh, here's another we didn't mention. And you see mildew on the back side of that Ooh. curtain. And then you see the, the brown in between the tiles. You want to run. So it's you do. Tidy. <laughs> you also see uh, open the oven door. So oh. many buyers <laughs> open the oven door. So, um, just maybe do that self-clean cycle the week before you put your house on the market. It's not a bad <laughs> idea. 
Um, yeah. Don't do it the day of. I've actually had people doing it the day you walk in the house and then you no. just, that smell. That smell is so bad. No, no, no. We don't want to make people's eyes burn when they walk through the front door. No. But uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I will say a couple other things that I've noticed. If you've painted your kitchen cabinets, um, especially if they're white, smudges around the handles um that that really makes a big difference because oftentimes i mean when you agree with this ashley your your kitchens and your bathrooms are mm -hmm. the things that sell your home most of the time um so uh, pay attention with even extra care in those rooms yeah if your mats are old and worn out in your bathroom floor go get new ones <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's the little things. It's the little things that we get so used to and we forget to address. So, yeah. 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 Well, Fresh caulking, too. Do what? Fresh caulking. You know, you can, um, that mildew look, mm -mm. It, it really can scare some buyers off. So, um, they've got some great stuff where you can put it on and it, it kills all that mold and then just recock over it. And um, it looks like a new bathtub sometimes. Well, I think we've we've probably talked all our listeners' ears off about what to do to get ready to sell their home. And the last yeah. thing that I want to hit on is um, some of them are probably sitting there because you and I, we hear this so often this time of year. I don't know what it is, but we hit October and we're leading into the two holiday months and everybody goes, yeah, I'm just going to wait till the spring to put my house on the market. So what do you have to say about that, Heidi? <laughs> I say uh, it really depends, Ashley. Um, it really depends. Um, we talk a lot uh, about su supply and demand in economics, right? Um, but a lot of times when we look at the real estate market, we don't ask that question. And that's a real shame um, because what, what comes into play, at least this year, is interest rates are at an all-time low inventory in most price points is between one and two months which means a pretty severe seller's market um some some markets some price points there's not even a single house on the market um in certain school districts in in the triad you can't find anything under two hundred thousand dollars um so think of it this way if you were a buyer and you had to buy um and you wanted to take advantage of the awesome interest rates um, and there's only two houses on the market versus you waiting until the spring to put your house in the market when you might have 20 or 30 houses to compete with. Ashley, which one do you think is going to be the situation where you as a seller are going to get the most amount of money? Wow. I think that with less competition comes more, uh, we're, we're going to get a higher, higher offer on our house. Yeah, yeah. So right now, um, the stat that just came out was overall in the triad. This was running through September. Um, prices are up about 10% from last year. Okay. So inventory's down, prices are up. I mean, unless something starts to change pretty drastically, there's never been a better time to sell your home. Um, COVID's made things different this year. So a spring market does not necessarily mean more money. Right. And that's, you know, that's been interesting this year because it was like we had spring in the late summer. And then as we went into fall, it was like it was still our summer market. 
So right. October is going to be the largest number of closings for our team for the entire year so far. Mm-hmm. It could be that same way in November. I'm not seeing a slowing down. Um, so I think it's absolutely the right time for most people to go on the market right now. And if you have concerns about finding the next property, um, there are some creative things we can help you with, like um, have your things all put in a pod and held and go stay in an extended stay for a few weeks and wait for that right property to hit. Um, there, there are just different, different ways we can help, help you come up with a plan um, for that to, to help you with the next step. But um, I'd say definitely take advantage of this market, get the, the highest price that you can, can get. Um, and people are saying, well, what about the election? We don't know what's going to happen after the election. Um, I think we are in such a severe, um, as, as you put it, a severe seller's market. We are in such a um, drought of homes available for sale um, that I, I was reading. And it said that we would have to, I mean, it, it would have to be, catastrophic for us to change to a buyer's market. Um, yeah. So I believe it's going to continue to be uh, an excellent market in which to sell in the coming months. So um, what, what, what are we missing, Heidi? Have we, have we hit on all the points? Um, you know, Ashley, I, I think that the, the overall point that we've been trying to make, which I hope has been clear is sometimes the smallest things, the most kind of tedious it could feel like, but the, some of the smallest little details, um, the least expensive um, can make the biggest impact. It doesn't necessarily look like putting new granite in your kitchen. It doesn't necessarily always look like, um, you know, ripping out that old vanity. Sometimes it just looks like maybe painting the old vanity. Um, And so we're here to help maximize that return on investment. Yeah. Awesome. Well, your next step, pick up the phone, shoot us text, give us a call. We're here. We're here for you. Don't wait until you've done all this list to call us. Call us when you're thinking about it. Um, There's no obligation. We will just walk you through what you can be doing to get ready and we'll help you make a plan. So we appreciate you joining us, joining us today for our podcast and stay tuned for our next, uh, next one. That'll be out in another few weeks. And Heidi, thank you for being on here today as well. And until next time, we'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Ashley Lay Real Estate Podcast. If you or someone you know is interested in buying or selling real estate, contact our team at ashleylay.com.